What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Ball, and I'm talking about the aerospace engineering company. I'm talking about Ball as in Ball Arena, and I'm talking about the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer in the world. In fact, last year, they made over 101 billion cans, and because they're so successful in what they do, they're adding to their line capacity to their 400-person plant here in town at Golden, and they want to hire you because the demand for sustainable aluminum can beverages is greater than ever. And chances are, if you've consumed a beverage in a can, it's been from a ball aluminum can. So if you want a job and want to work for a great company, which they are, well, here's an opportunity for you. And here's how you land a job. You can check them out at hashtag work a ball online, or you can apply for a position by texting golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com. Again, you can search, you can search golden at jobs.ball.com or text the word golden, G-O-L-D-E-N to 77222 to land a job at a fantastic company. All right, Ryan and Mace, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach Mace, RK at the bar. Three for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four we're still waiting for, well, bring on the chase. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast, and we are live from Studio C. The C, <laughs> the C stands for Can't Afford to Lose This One. Uh, Broncos Steelers this weekend. We're going to get to our official picks. We're going to talk about this game, but first we got to give a shout out to our friends at MSU Denver who present this podcast every single day. MSUDenver.edu slash online where you can scope out all they have to offer and what they do is they give you an opportunity to get a great education from the comfort of your home. Even if you have another full-time job, MS for students twice as many hours, students attending any other car or institution, so they are the place to go. And you can do it from anywhere in the country, even if you're not in this beautiful city behind me. So check out uh, msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer. My boys, what's up? So pumped. I mean, Friday vibes. It's great when we're getting the Friday vibes on a Thursday, and I'm so pumped to see what you guys think is going to happen in this game. And by the way, nice background, RK. And Mace, thanks for not making me uh, sick with you, with your C background today. Uh, well, I've, I, I've uh, <laughs> changed it up once again. You know what? I just got to go back through my Apple TV setting and get to where I, the screensaver doesn't kick in that fast. I mean... Good concept, poor execution on my part yesterday. But uh, oh, I didn't, know, I didn't know that was a screensaver. I thought, I thought you were no. trying to make us feel like we were in a fish tank with you. Well, no, I was trying to make it. You, you didn't notice the fact that I had Empower Field as the background, like eighty percent of the show. I yeah, did. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. right when we came out of the Dalton interview that it was the fish tank, and I was like, "Oh, okay, he's yeah. changing it up here." Nah, no, that was just because uh, at that. That's because I did not have. Uh, 
the setting on the point to where it would stay on there. So like, I think it's like 10 minutes or something like that. It goes to, it goes to the fish tank or the cityscapes, but they don't have, by the way, Apple TV doesn't have Denver as one of their cityscapes. It's the always, it's like, disrespect. it's New York and San Francisco yeah. and LA and London and Hong Kong and Dubai. Yeah. yeah Denver just doesn't rate. <laughs> I'd put Denver above all of those. Um, all right, guys, would. let's get <laughs> let's get Denver. Or let's get to talking about this game between Denver and Pittsburgh. Obviously, the Broncos got to go to Pittsburgh. Um, and yeah, drop your score predictions in the comments. We will get to yes. ours in just a second. Um, we've talked a lot about this game, but as we make our way towards the end of the week here, let me ask you this, uh, and I'll start with you, Zach. I know we did the whiteboard, but I want to simplify it even down more. The Broncos win if blank. One thing. If they shut down the Steelers' rushing attack. And that has been so key. And and what I mean is, let's throw a random number out. Let's say, hold them under 87 yards. And the Broncos will win this game. If, if you make the Steelers one-dimensional, they are not good. Like I said yesterday, and I went back and actually I looked at Tom Brady's stats when he throws for more than 400 yards. He's like 9-1 and one in his career. So it really is crazy how great quarter, some great quarterbacks can really carry a team when they have to throw a lot. For some reason, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers don't function that way. And we, the good thing is you see Ben Roethlisberger throw the ball 50-plus times, 40-plus times a lot and so if you take away the run specifically in the first quarter Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are going to say okay we're not even going to try to run the ball we're just going to throw the ball and that gets you in a very good position and guys I was a little skeptical earlier in this week of putting the game on the Broncos pass defense just because Lamar Jackson just diced him up but I'm very confident that this pass defense uh, will have a big bounce back game in part because they just got diced up by Lamar Jackson they're going to say no 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 no. now we're playing a normal offense Von Miller can truly pin his ears back now Malik Reed can do the same Uh, and the the secondary I don't think they're going to get burned again Mace how about you Broncos win if Blank, one thing. If uh, if Teddy Bridgewater plays. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like that too. I mean, no offense to Drew Locke, but this is a game where you want to focus on all the offensive side. You're going to want to, A, minimize your mistakes, and uh, B, you're going to want to keep it on the ground. One thing that was kind of brought up to me uh, uh, in a message I got not too long ago, and it's kind of got me thinking, you know, we talk about, and it's something I may ask uh, Pat Shermer about today. It's not that, um, you know, maybe it's not that the play calls weren't emphasizing the pass over the run in the second half. You know, one thing that Drew needs to improve at is, is what he does pre-snap and we've heard about that we know about that and uh maybe drew didn't uh, make the checks to get in the run as often as you might have hoped but we know teddy bridgewater does that frequently and was so, he checking the, to the pass though was he checking out of runs yeah. and into the pass that's that's one of the things we'll try to get to the bottom of yeah yeah, yeah. And i don't know if we if we'll ever get the full answer the full answer on that but it you know it's it's seventeen seven maybe there was something that drew uh, didn't didn't see that Teddy was seeing pre snap who knows but there is a, uh, but there's there's, a, there's a, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, that's something that Pat Shermer has mastered is coach speak. Uh, I mean, he's better than Vic Fangio. He's better than anyone. So I don't know if we're going to get that out of him. Yeah, we may not find out for for certain, but uh, we do know that, you know, part of the decision making 
that led to Bridgewater over Locke was leadership, was pre-snap stuff, was was how he dealt with pressure. And uh, all of those things will serve the Broncos well if Bridgewater is out there going into a hostile environment against a defense that likes to crank up a lot of pressure. Let me if, let me ask you guys this really quick, um, as it relates to Drew Locke, and I say this at the risk of starting a riot in the comments. You know, it happens. Um, don't, here we go. Don't riot in the comments. Um, this was asked in the Madden League chat this week, and I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. Let's say Drew Locke does start. Is there any single thing he could do in the game that would have him starting the next week if Teddy was healthy? Nope, nope, there, there, there isn't, and the reason for that is how well Teddy Bridgewater played in the first three weeks, and we know that the Broncos coaching staff wanted Teddy Bridgewater to win this job in the quarterback competition, and then he's just proven them right more and more as the weeks have gone on. Last week, it was disappointing, but they'll say he had six good halves, one bad half. Drew is only able to put together two good halves now, so I don't think there's anything he can do this week. Yeah, and I think uh, if you went to the locker room and said that a guy who was, what, top 10 in passer rating, top 5 in QBR, uh, you said that, and who was team captain and a good leader, if you said that guy was getting benched, I don't know how that, how well that would go over. And that's what I was going to say, yeah. is there's nothing that can take away the fact that the team believes in Teddy and they see him as their leader at this point. Uh, and they're behind him a hundred percent. Okay. One more question I have for you guys. Um, well, a couple questions. Um, You're the question Mace, master. Yeah. You know, Mace, I, this one starts with you. Um, who would you rather have as your starting quarterback this week, knowing everything you know about these two guys, Teddy Bridgewater or Ben Roethlisberger right now, Teddy. Okay. Zach easy right right now teddy in fact it was so easy for me i thought the question was going to be drew locker i I thought it was okay that's where i'm going now who would you rather have drew lock or ben roethlisberger remember this is the current state of ben roethlisberger who has been awful thus far i'd I'd rather have ben the one reason why i'd rather have ben is that even though he is slowing down there is still that ability to feel the rush and get some extension and get some extension on plays in the, in the pocket that is there. You still see, you still see the glimpses and flashes. And I think maybe certainly not to the degree of Peyton Manning in terms of the mental side of it, but he's still capable of making some difference, making plays based on his experience, what he's seen and the ability to get his team in the right, in the right call pre-snap. Yeah. And 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 so wait, that is why this is so simple to me. If you if Teddy plays, you have, as it stands, the better quarterback on Sunday. If yeah. he doesn't, I don't think you do. And and that's why this game is just like – and that's why I've been saying since Monday. Um, it, it comes down to do you have Teddy? Do you have your leader? Do you have the guy who has played so efficiently uh, and cleanly in everything but one half uh, of this season? And, again, that was the toughest half against the toughest opponent. But – it's not like you're going up against the 98 Broncos um, this weekend. Like you're going up against a very uh, average at best team. 
So when you when you look at the Steelers, then do you think that they're a very similar team outside of the quarterback position? If we're just boiling this down to the quarterback position, and and when you look, I mean, they have some talented receivers. They have a very talented running back, and their defense they've got talent all over the place. Would you say the Broncos may, not not the exact same, but would you say they're a similar team to the Steelers outside the quarterback? No, I think they're better uh, in most areas. Um, I think they have a, a better defense. I think they have a better secondary, a better mm, better pass rush. Um, I don't think they have better inside linebackers. Um, I think they have a, actually a better offensive line as it stands right now. Um, maybe with the injuries, not better wide receivers, um, but a better running back stable and better tight ends. Yeah, I, I would say I would say everything is a little juice, but I would say it's pretty similar when you look at those teams. And so, Ryan, my last quarterback question would be then to you, who because Ben Roethlisberger is a little hurt right now. I think he's I, I'm very confident he's going to start. But let's say something happens to that hip. Who would you rather have Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins? Is that really who their backup is? I believe so. Is he their second string mace? Because uh, they have him and, and Mason Rudolph. I'm just going to look right uh, now. It's probably, it's probably Mason. I th- yeah, it's it's officially Mason Rudolph. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, who would you rather have, Drew Locke or Mason Rudolph? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I meant to I, – I wanted it to be Drew or Dwayne because I was going to give the nod to Drew for sure. Yes, I was <laughs> too. I, I'd I, rather have Drew because he seemed like a better person than Mason Rudolph. Remember the <laughs> whole thing with Rudolph and Miles Garrett a couple of years back? Oh, yeah. uh, you know – think I'd Thursday much rather have ball. Drew. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would. I think I'll go Drew in this situation. Uh, um, but <clears throat> it's really hard to get last week out of my mind. It's that was a that was just so unbelievably rough. What was Drew's final stat line? Do you guys remember it? Twelve was twelve of twenty-one, right? I don't it was remember. Fifty-three percent, hundred and thirteen yeah. yards, no touchdowns, one pick, fifty-three point and- two rating. Now again, he had the he had the last play pick, but it was I think his rating before that drive was something like sixty five or something like that. It was, it was yeah, it wasn't because you and I, you and I, Zach, were talking about in the press box like what is Drew Lock right now before this throwaway because we knew he was going to get garbage game. time. So. Yeah, he, yep. So it wasn't good, and and I think the other thing that was concerning is uh, uh is is he that he was getting sacked teddy was getting sacked as well but uh, how he was responding to the pass rush which again it's it shows that there there that aspect of his game he hasn't fixed i think we can empirically say that drew lock has made progress especially when he has a clean pocket but i was gonna say it's very, yeah. yeah it's still it's still troublesome and that's like what what we said at the, during the preseason too we're like wow mm-hmm. he looks a lot better um especially from a clean pocket and i think that's where he made his biggest strides the problem is like i don't know it's like you can ride 10 miles on a stationary bike um but then all of a sudden you start going up hills and stuff it gets a lot harder yep yeah no it's it's 100 percent right and when you look at this steelers team guys their pass rush is going to be there this week. I I really like that the Broncos have Dalton Reisner back for the pass rush part uh, of the offensive line. But, man, T.J. Watt and their defensive line, it's still going to get a a lot of pressure on the Broncos quarterbacks. And you just love Teddy in that situation a lot more than Drew. 
Yeah, so someone in the comments says it's easily Drew over Mason Rudolph. We're hung up on him playing a bad half against a great defense with no prep. I don't know. Let's uh, now. I'm you know now that we've been uh, officially called out here. I want to see uh, if we can get some stats. So Mason Rudolph has a career 72.7 QBR, which is actually really good. Um, let's see what Drew Locke has. Obviously, oh, that's QBR. This is QBR, not passer rating. No, what? that's his career QBR. Really? Wow. We're like that's we're, really impressive because like I, what i'm seeing here where are you seeing that because what i'm seeing here is a qbr of the year that he started of 36.2 and then he played one game in 2020 and he had a 78.4 oh you're right that was 2020 season stats my bad um yeah. so we've got career career passer rating of 82.7 um yeah which is just i mean it's okay that's yeah, yeah, yeah. There it's it is. Backup, like backup, right? Yeah, it's it, he. He's fifteen touchdowns, ten picks for his career. <clears throat> Completion percentage sixty-one point seven. So he's above the baseline, but not by much. And well, so, uh, so let, let's and, and let's he's go got through a, these. And he's got a pretty high sack rate too. And he, well, let's and he go through these numbers. Let's just straight up compare them. Ryan, do you have Mason Rudolph's numbers up? Um. So yes, I do have those. Okay. Pat or er, uh, completion percentage. Okay, completion percentage, career is 61%. Drew's is 59. Uh, touchdown to interceptions. Uh, 1.5 to 1. Oh, wow. And Drew has 23 touchdowns to 19 interceptions, so closer to 1 to 1. Yep. Uh, yeah. Passer rating. Passer rating, I have some, oh, 82.7. Drew's is 78.2. And do you have passing yards per game up in front of you? Um, not at this. How about yards per attempt? I've got 6.4, uh, yards for, per completion. For I Drew? Think. No, for, Six... uh. No, Mason Rudolph, I think is 64.4 yards per attempt. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So he's Mason 6. Rudolph 4. is 6.6 6. 6. 6 for Mason. For Mason, okay, and what's Drew? Okay, I'm ESPN says. 6. Oh, I'm sorry, 4. I'm sorry. Drew is six point six. I'm sorry. Yeah. So in the end, <laughs> what we see is they're pretty comparable. They're um, and Mason Rudolph, if you had to make a choice just based off the stats, which isn't right. realistic, you'd pick him. But we haven't seen nearly enough of Mason Rudolph to say, and we have seen enough of Drew Locke that we can say you definitely can't say definitively that Drew is the easy choice over Mason Rudolph. Right, exactly, and let's let's hope. Uh, someone in the comment section earlier said, uh, "I'm trying to find who it was." Adam said, "I would love to see Dwayne versus Drew." I wouldn't. I don't want to see that. I want to see Teddy versus Ben. Yes, I absolutely. <laughs> or or yeah. Teddy versus uh, Teddy versus Dwayne, but not. Yeah, that works. Too. I don't want a whole bunch of backups. No, that's usually you know the the NFL product has been so fantastic so far this season. And I think a lot of it comes down to quarterback health, right? Most of the NFL's star quarterbacks are healthy, um, if not all of them right now. And I'll touch Knock on, on wood, well. yeah. Um, but that just makes the product so much better. If there's one thing that can create an NFL game that is tough to watch, it's because multiple teams have had to go to their backups and all of a sudden things get way more difficult for offense. You didn't like Brett Rippon against the Jets on the Thursday night football? Yeah. The Jets still had Sam Darnold then. I mean, yeah, Flacco came in Sam... for a drive though. I would have loved that. Huh. <laughs> I'm still hoping Flacco gets in for this game next month when the Eagles come to town. No, they... I don't, don't, don't want to they... wish that on Jalen. 
Don't they have Minshew on the roster now? I'm sure they he'll do. be the backup by then if he isn't already. <laughs> right, right now it's still Flacco as the two, but yeah. God, that would be great. Um, all right, boys. Time to go on the record here. Need us. Guys, I think I think we got to do two score predictions here. Now, oh. he, here's how I think this is going to unfold. And so that's why I don't think it matters if we did the podcast today or tomorrow, because I think tomorrow we're going to find out that Teddy Bridgewater is still progressing positively through the concussion protocol, but he's questionable. The Broncos have to see how he is on Saturday, pass a couple of tests, and then we'll find out Sunday whether or not he's truly playing. So that's think- why I think, I think we got to give two score predictions. You think it's going to come out in the old uh, midnight – Shefty dump? <laughs> it it mm. probably will. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it'll be because uh, Friday is the one day where Vic meets the media after practice. I think it'll come out then that uh, Teddy went through a f- full practice and uh, they expected him to play. Good. I would love yeah. that. I, I don't. I, I mean, Vic was the one who says, like, uh, if it's too close for me to call, I just won't tell you guys. So I feel like he uh, – <laughs> Well, if if Teddy is playing is has a full practice on Friday, it's not going to be too close to call. I'm just no, I'm yeah. just saying for him, he doesn't like he yeah. doesn't have any motivation to like tell us. I I love that yesterday Mike Tomlin's like, oh no, we're we're absolutely planning on Teddy being the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as he should, because <laughs> he's smart and he knows these things. Yeah, great great quote from Mike Tomlin by the way on why he uh, feels compelled to meet with opposing team media. By the way. Um, the Jacksonville PR person who said that, uh, like, like most teams aren't doing this anymore. Well, what are we, uh, week six now, uh, or yeah, week five now and, uh, everyone, but the Jags has done it. Yep. Four, four people have done it and the Jags are the only one that haven't, man, guys, I mean, the heat that urban has taken rightfully so is it is pretty crazy right now for four games into his NFL career. Did Does he even make it to Halloween? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Did it, you it, s- I, I think it depends on if they if they can find a way to get out of his contract without paying him. I mean, what how terrible would that be to have to pay him for four or five years for four or five games? Could they nego- maybe they negotiate some kind of buyout or some, you know, to just kind of save face here. Here's what I'm thinking. If you know, they talk about termination without cause or with, with cause is abandoning your team and not no. flying home with them. So you can go to a bar in Ohio and, uh, and, and get in and, and get grind on. By the way, did you see that the Jaguars, yes. when they broke the huddle, one, two, three grind. <laughs> and then they all started laughing. Yes. Um, which I, yeah. like, how can the coaching staff? No, that's not, I don't think that's cause, uh, especially yeah. if you don't have something in his contract that says you must fly back on the team flight every, you know, every time. They'll probably be putting that in the next coach's contract. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. There's always someone who has to be the Guinea pig, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who? I mean, gosh, it's just, yeah, he's going to go down worse than Bobby, worse than Bobby Petrino, worse oh, than Lou is, Holtz. It's really bad. It's they're really going to have to do another I, one of the, the NFL, they're going to do another one of those top 10 episodes where they do worst college coach to, to the NFL. He's going to be number one. I have oh, no doubt, doubt in my mind. Yep. Without, I a, mean, without a doubt. This goes to something that I say to anyone who's willing to listen to me about it. And it's in, in the age that we are in now, if people if you give reason if you give people reason to believe you're an ass, you will never get the benefit of the doubt ever again. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you just that's the way it is. The court of a public opinion has decided, and anytime something comes up, you're not getting the benefit of the doubt. If this was, let's see, um, Sean McVay, do you think people would be nearly as outraged? No. no. No, that I mean, people would probably be saying, "Well, yeah, what do you expect from like a, an attractive young head NFL head coach?" Like, obviously, he'd be getting some heat, but uh, if this was... also, I don't think I don't think he'd be handling himself the way no. Urban did after the fact. If this was Andy Reid, do you think people would be up in arms? It would be memes. It would be like oh. hilarious memes turned yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> By the uh, way, did you did you see the poll that Brett McMurphy did of athletic directors? where 73% of ADs said they would not consider hiring Urban Meyer in 2022 and on the college level. Well, all you need is he's 1%, made himself and it toxic. sounds like he has 27% there. Yeah. Say, he's yeah. A, he could probably, maybe he could get the CSU job. <laughs> I honestly, like, I might be willing to, like, I am a, I am desperate as a Buffs fan. I will take anything. I don't think I would take Urban. Wow. Wow. There you go. Uh, okay. Let's get into this. Two predictions. Um, Mace, we'll start with you. One for Teddy, one for Drew. All right. With Teddy, I've got this as a grinded out 17-13 Broncos win. Like one thing that is interesting. Now we're at the point where I've, I can start kind of saying, okay, above average, below average, blah, blah, blah. And the Steelers are holding opponents to 4.1 points below their average. And that would have the Broncos scoring around just under 17 points. Broncos are holding opponents to uh, about seven points below their average. Steelers scoring about three points below uh, the average allowed by their opponents. Kind of split the difference on that. So I've got 17-13 if Teddy plays. If Drew plays, same score, reverse the teams. Mm. Interesting. So Mace likes the under regardless, yeah. which it's it's a low under as well, but uh, Mace has it going real low if that's the case. All right, I will give mine now. Mace, I'm on a similar path. I like the under in this game regardless of who plays. If it's Drew playing, oh, man, I, I can't say the Broncos score more than 13 points. Uh, and you went 20. I don't want to do that. I'll go. No, I went 17. Oh, you went 17. Okay, yeah. then I'll I'll go 20 to 13. Uh, I think just the incapable offense hurts the defense just a little bit. Defense still looks really good. And I think, Ryan, we're having the same conversation at the end of the game that we did last week. Wait, the defense only gave up 20 points? That is just absurd that they weren't able to win. So I'll go 20 to 13 Steelers if Drew plays. And if Teddy plays, Broncos get a little more offense. I'm going to say 23 to 16 and I think this Broncos defense steps up in a big way and they 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 take care of business on the road by a touchdown all right I love it okay. uh, I'm gonna go with the biggest variance here between the two which is kind of funny Ooh. um if Teddy plays I have your Denver Broncos winning 30 to 10 Ooh. Ooh. Big time wow. win, but now this this concerns me for what you think of Drew now. Thirty to ten, if Teddy's out there, I think that the wheels come off uh, for the Steelers right before our eyes. Uh, multiple turnovers, maybe a defensive touchdown in there. 
Um, they kind of lose their cool. They've got, you know, personal fouls happening, that sort of thing. Uh, just a total meltdown of a team that is teetering one way or the other right now. Um, if Drew plays, uh, sadly, I have this one 17-10 um, to the Steelers. Uh, and that extra seven points that I have them scoring um, comes from a crucial turnover. Oh, oh my man! Oh my. So, so you're oh saying that the defense steps up to the plate big time either way, really holds them to ten points regardless. Yes, yeah, I think. Yeah. The, I mean, I think the defense, even last week, we, you know, again, they, we've given them some grief um, because they did give up some big plays that that did change the momentum of the game. But this is a team that punted 10 times. They were just giving them the ball over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I don't, I don't know what the Ravens points per drive is, but it's gotta be very low. So it was, it was under two. Yeah. Under two, which points. was, which was, which was about, I believe about a, about six tenths of a point below their season average. So you extrapolate that over a 10, over 10 drives again in a game. And that pace wise, the Broncos defense actually did really well. Yeah, it's um, it, it's not fair to them. I feel like that they had to defend that hard, and and eventually, you know, they still put up a, a respectable number. This week, I feel like they don't. Uh, they have a, a lesser challenge, and they'll play even better, uh, regardless. And Adam in the comments says, "Has Locke regressed?" And uh, I think the situation he's in, he has because he hasn't been getting the the, the first team reps, and that's that's the role of the backup, though. You, you, that's not an excuse for him at all. But uh, it's hard for him to make up all the reps he's missed over the past month by being a backup and just getting all those reps this week. So yeah, I, I absolutely do, and so that's why I think we're all coming in with pretty low numbers for this offense if he has to play. It's why when in the in major league baseball if you have a young player with a lot of potential who comes up and they don't get a starting job a lot of times you'll send them back to triple or double a to make sure that they're playing on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis so they don't just sit around and you know choose seeds on the bench and essentially that's what drew lock has been doing all season um so yeah of course he gets the reps in practice with the second team but he's not building chemistry with that offensive line or with the receivers he's not getting you know live looks naturally you're just not going to be in a rhythm um real quick duncan murray in the comments said how can i get dnvr merchandise shipped to the uk very simply just go on dnvrlocker.com order it and put your address and we ship all over the world there we go love it and guys that's just oh what were you gonna say mace well i was gonna say what did you guys think that uh when he had the press conference sunday and drew's like says quote finding everything and not making excuse unquote and then kind of goes into and and then and of course the press conference kind of goes into the lack of, of of practice reps. What did you think of that? Yeah, I mean the the question was presented to him in a way of I know you don't want to make excuses, yeah. but had so I mean it, it was a tough question for him. I I don't blame him for for going down that route since it was, you know, the question was I know you don't want to make excuses, but, but how much did the lack of reps hurt you? And that's what he said. He said I don't want to make excuses, but the lack of reps really hurt me. Uh so he's kind of put up to fail right there. Um but it, the 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 honest truth is 
that's the role he's in. He he's going to have to if he wants to be a backup in the NFL and be I know he doesn't want to be a backup, but if he wants mm-hmm. to play in the NFL for 10 more years and his role is a backup, he's going to have to get used to that. And and it's something that he can't fall back on uh after games and say I didn't get reps. Well, you're not going to get reps at being a backup. And it might work you're right. It might very well be his role for the next 10 years is that is as somebody's number 2 and he's going to have to learn how to do that really well if that's the, if that's the case i mean how many teams would start drew right now it's a low number and yeah what i would say about that quote from drew is i we always as media ask the players to be honest and uh, mm. uh, and then people always point out when the media gets mad at players for being honest so i like that he said it. it's on it's the truth yeah. um yeah. it's you have to have the reps when you don't have them. It's more difficult. And as we've talked about multiple times this week, and I talked about it with Matt McChesney on his podcast yesterday, uh, that like Drew just might not be built to be a backup. There's a difference between the mindset of a backup and the mindset uh, of a starter. And maybe he can develop into that. And again, like you mentioned, that's probably the best chance he has to make millions of dollars, more millions of dollars in the NFL. But, this is his first time really doing it. It's it's very difficult. Yeah, have a chat with a fellow Mizzou alum, Chase Daniel, perhaps. Yes. As far as how to handle that very well, because how many tens of millions has Chase Daniel made by accepting the role of being a backup and doing that as well as you possibly Ch- can? Chase Daniel also strikes me as like a early Bitcoin adopter. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not Dodge, not Doge. Doge, no, no, you know, more of the calculated, uh, mm, calculated yeah. risk. Ah, he's a calculated gunslinger when it comes to mm. cryptocurrency. <laughs> At least that's no. the way I have him in my eyes. I think he has like <laughs> hundreds of millions because he's just made smart investments. <laughs> Russell Okung, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't smart on his part, at least with the Broncos, to not invest in an agent. Yeah, uh, that is very true. And guys, you know who probably has hundreds of millions of dollars is our friends over at Manscaped because they've got the best product out there. And over two million men worldwide have trusted Manscaped to the most sensitive part of their bodies. And it's because of their lawnmower. It is the safest tool out there, specifically the Lawnmower 4.0. Comes with that advanced skin safe technology. Comes with that light that turns on and off. It comes with the waterproof feature. Comes with a very long battery life. Thanks to the wireless charging, guys. It seriously is the best razor above the belt, below the belt, anywhere behind the belt, maybe even if you need to use it there. (laughs) It is good all over the place. And if you get the Performance Package 4.0, you'll get the Lawnmower 4.0. You will get the Crop Reserver. You'll get the Crop Reviver. You'll get Performance Boxers. You'll get a travel bag. You'll get it all. And if you use the code DNVR20, or DNVR, pardon me, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping over at Manscaped. So make sure to check them out. Get that Lawnmower 4.0 and buzz into the fall with Manscaped. I got really worried there for a second. Mace tilted his camera down. I thought he was going to show us uh, his, his fresh landscaping. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Speechless. I want to uh, move on and remind you guys that this weekend at the DNVR bar, we've got Wilder Fury. Uh, the uh, the trilogy here, the, 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 uh, the finale of the trilogy between these two guys uh, should be an awesome atmosphere down at the DNVR bar. We've had a lot of events, of course, 
Um, but when there's something about when there's like a big fight on at the bar and the game sound is coming in through those speakers mm-hmm. and you can hear the buzz of the crowd that that just hits differently in kind of boxing or UFC matches and the place is packed. It's just it's an awesome vibe. So come on down, hang out. You'll get your member size beers if you're a DNVR member. Twenty two ounces for the price of sixteen. Those things, they're hefty. Um, and uh, I think this is a very very good price comparatively, which is that uh, we're just going to add ten bucks to your tab. Um, ten bucks to your tab uh, if you come down for the to watch the fight at the bar. I've looked around town; a lot of places charging twenty, thirty bucks even, because um, it, it is a, it is a big cost for bars to host these fights. Uh, but for us, we try to make it cheap and fair, uh, and uh, and so it's just a ten dollar uh, ten dollar charge added to your tab. You don't have to pay at the door. Uh, we think it's a pretty good deal. And of course, if you come on down the bar, like you said, get those member beers. If you're a DMVR member, 22 ounces for the price of 16. And if you're not a member, get some of those Breck brews anyway. We've got the full array of Breck brews there. And of course, uh, we've got the hard seltzers as well, the good company hard seltzers available at the DMVR bar. But another thing that you'll love about the Breck Brew products is that this year they're donating 1% of all profits to the National Parks Conservation Association. So if you buy a pint, if you go to your grocery store or your liquor store, get a pack of Breck Brews, you'll donate 1% to help the great outdoors. So know that if you're having one of those delicious Breck Brews, you're helping, like I said, you're helping the great outdoors. You can go on down to the farmhouse as well. That's the Breck Brew restaurant at their brewery down in Littleton. It's right off Santa Fe. You can order curbside and get it and pick up from noon to 8 p.m. So call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. to pick up and use the code DMVR and get $5 off your meal down at the farmhouse. And you can not only get some of that delicious food down at the farmhouse, but also the full array of Breck Brews. And they'll bring them right to your car for you if you want to eat in. No problem. They've got socially distanced seating. It's all set up. It's a good place. If you're down in Littleton, it's a good place to go have a great meal over at the farmhouse at the Breckenridge Brewery facility in Littleton. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DMVR. All right, let's move on here, boys, and we got to go around the AFC West. I assume first we want to check the graphic of the standings, and I know that I fell back in this one, so I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, Yes, let's check the standings here. And, Ryan, like you said, you were ahead two weeks ago. We were all tied last week. And, Ryan, I'm very curious if you're going to stick with the formula that got you here. Of course, that formula, which helped two weeks ago, was I'm picking against the Chargers. Boom, you're up. You're up a game. Last week, same thing. Uh, that kind of evened you. And then this past week, you stuck with that formula, and it hurt you. Third place, Mace and I tied just above 500 at 6-5 and five apiece. Ryan right below us at 5-6. and six. And, guys, uh, Ryan, do you have anything to say to defend yourself first? Um... You know, Charger's going to Charger. You just got to wait for it. It's wow. going to happen eventually. He's, he's, st- he's sticking to his guns. Whoa. I absolutely love it. And Mace, I think we could, uh, or at least I could probably get another game on him because he's probably going to stick with that. But there's some great games around the AFC West. The Broncos game, probably the third best in the AFC this week. Uh, and let's just get the other bad one out of the way. The worst game in the AFC West this week, guys, is the Bears going into Las Vegas 
to play the Raiders. And we'll just pick these games straight up in our Broncos pick them, which we'll release over the weekend. We'll be picking them against the spread, so make sure to check that out. But let's get into this. The Bears with Justin Fields as their full-time starter finally going into Las Vegas. Who do you guys have? Yeah, it's Matt Nagy finally realizing what he should have realized a month and a half ago that uh, it's sink or swim with Justin Fields. But I don't like the Bears' chances going into Las Vegas against a Raiders team that's going to want to rebound from a really, really, a, a, not just a tough night, but a really tough first half. Played better in the second half. Nearly looked like they were about to dig their way out of the, out of the deficit of 21 nothing they had at halftime. Couldn't do it, but... Las Vegas is fundamentally a better team. And the other thing that Las Vegas can do is they can generate a lot of pressure with four guys going up against Justin Fields. That means they don't sacrifice coverage against him, even though they can generate pressure. I think the Raiders take this one. Really quick, who who would have ever thought that the Raiders could generate pressure with four guys? I mean, coming into this year, that that sounded like a crazy statement, Mace. And do it without the first round pick from two years ago having any kind of impact. It's all it's yep. everybody but Cleveland Farrell. I mean, they go five or six deep, and Farrell's not a part of that. Unbelievable, unbelievable miss on their part there. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those ones where like, it's not like they took a guy that everyone loved and then they missed on them. They took a guy that everyone was pretty. <laughs> cool on and it absolutely bit them with what what pick was it four four yeah. and every, everyone yeah. thought they would pick josh allen the kentucky pass rusher who went to jacksonville we saw in week two just how good josh allen is at this point now imagine if the raiders hadn't screwed that up and picked allen instead of Farrell. yeah it's pretty pretty wild um pretty wild uh but max crosby's a freak um and he's really like leading up that pass rush um there's part of me that thinks like ah is this is this when the uh the raiders start to implode i wish they were playing a better opponent this week so i could jump on that train uh and maybe it happens and uh you know we'll all be happy anyway but i'll take the raiders yeah, guys, I, I have upset special written all over this for the Bears. They're five and a half point underdogs going into Vegas. But the only thing why I can't pick the Bears is if the Raiders would have won last week, I got upset all over this. They'd be coming off a, a Monday night game in which they just beat a division rival. Huge game. And I like where Justin Fields is treading, but since they lost, I think they'll be ready for this game. And give me the Raiders here. And guys, it could set up a 4-1 and one Raiders playing the 4-1 and one Broncos one week from now, which will be so much fun to talk about. Obviously, everyone wants the Raiders to lose this game, but if they win, I mean... It, it, it's going to be so electric, and uh, and what a fun throwback! Hopefully, intense AFC West game. Yeah, it's been it's been many years since I went to a Broncos game in the stands. Um, I want to say 2015, um, and I've been really wanting to find an opportunity to do that this year. Um, and if that's the case, four and one on four and one. Broncos Raiders rivalry renewed that might be the time to do it man that that would be that would be so much fun and really quick John just chiming in he says Teddy playing this weekend and Judy playing too Judy is not playing this weekend but we did get positive injury news uh positive injury update he was supposed to be out six to eight weeks yesterday Vic said he's progressing really good as of the past week uh and he's hoping that it's the six week timeline and not the eight weeks so so that's encouraging that we could see Judy back on the earliest of his time frame didn't he use a slightly stronger language than hoping um 
he said uh, it's, it's looking, looking like, like that eight yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you're right. It, it is more than hoping. So really good news. That would put him back uh, for right around the Washington game or the Dallas Cowboys game, which would be really good for the Broncos. All right, guys, next division game. And like I said, these, these other two ones are fantastic. Browns at Chargers. Ryan, I mean, you have every reason to just continue your Charger hate here. Are you going to do it? Oh, God. This, oh, come on. Oh, come no, just, on. Just hear me out here. Tough. Just hear me out here. <laughs> Baker's, like, really hurt. Um, mm-hmm. and, like, legit hurt. Like, yeah. Partially and, torn labrum. Is Case it, Keenum still their backup? Yes. Yes. Um, and so I just I'm, – I'm having such a hard time with this. I wish I had – more time to sit on it um but we are talking about the best running team in the nfl um i think they'll do a really good job of keeping justin herbert off the field um, let's go i'm a big believer in this you got to dance with the ones that brought you um <laughs> and and fading the chargers has brought me a long way in my life um so yes we fade the chargers once again baker with like a heroic performance um mm. kind of like um Paul Pierce when he got wheelchaired off, but way less embarrassing. Um, <laughs> and he comes back into the game uh, and uh, and leads them with just the easy stuff. He doesn't have to do anything special because they control the game on the ground. I love it. I okay. love it. Mace, are you riding with Ryan? Well, I mean, I've, Cleveland's defense is like shit. I mean, yep, they, yep. Minnesota, Minnesota came into last week averaging 29 points a game. Cleveland held held the Vikings to seven, absolutely Ooh. dominant. That the the, the the Browns defense is for real, and two weeks from tonight could cause the Broncos an awful lot of problems in that it's Thursday night game. I know it's coming up fast, but <laughs> at the same, what we're seeing from the Chargers is a certain uh, fortitude that maybe previous Chargers teams lacked, and. I actually like the Chargers to win a game that is going to it's going to be grinded out. You'd actually expect these teams maybe to play a more electric game than this, but I think the score may look a lot like the one that I predicted for Broncos Steelers. Both teams in the teens, Chargers eking eking it out at the end. Mm, okay, and uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the ones that got me here, and the ones that got me here are the Chargers. So I'm gonna go with the Chargers in you this one. You work for the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I I, th- I got I got a pizza on uh, on the Chargers getting the 12 wins here. Um, but Ryan, I do think a uh, I mean this game is a is a two point game for the Chargers. I think just a couple days ago it was just a one point game, uh, and so they they're saying it's gonna be really close. And man, it's it's hard to go against that Browns defense because of exactly what you said, Mace. But Baker being hurt is what makes mm-hmm. me confident that the Chargers will win this one. The Chargers are ripe for something terrible to happen to them. I'm just saying. I um, mean, it, it, and you you hope it's you hope Justin Herbert doesn't need uh, anything done to his lungs right before the game. Right. It's more like a I don't know a scandal or um, you know <laughs> just something is going to happen that. Sends the Chargers off the rails. I'm confident in it. I will I say, say, got a lot of respect for Brandon Staley. Yeah. Um, he His quote yesterday about the running game was, um, I, I told, so I was on Matt McChesney's podcast yesterday, and I was telling him about how much there's nothing that annoys me more in my entire fandom of anything than when I watch the Buffs and they can't throw the ball at all. And then I turn on, like, 
Akron or something, and they have a quarterback who's just slinging it all over the field. And I'm just like, how does that, how can't we get that guy to Boulder? Anyways, uh, then I started comparing that to the Broncos and their coaching staff. And I'm like, when I hear uh, a quote, like Brandon Staley talking about the run game, I'm just like so jealous. I'm like, oh man, they have someone who actually gets it. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be front runner for for coach of the year right now. He's doing a heck of a job, and, and he seems like a he, he's got his head on straight. Yep, he probably won't get uh, pictured in an L.A. club grinding on someone other than his wife. But again, it's the Chargers. Anything could happen. <laughs> All right, let's get to Sunday night's game. Bills at the Chiefs. Guys, this line has just moved from two and a half to three on DraftKings Sportsbook. Chiefs favored getting that home three advantage here. Who do you like between the Red Hot Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs that have an amazing offense and a terrible defense? That's the problem, the terrible defense, right? I mean, they just gave up 30 to Philadelphia. Um, I'm going with Buffalo on this, guys. Mm, I love it. Buffalo wins a shootout. All right, Zach, where are you going? That'll put the Chiefs at two and three. And then I think there's legitimate concern because when the Chiefs are at one and two, it's like three weeks in. Now you get a couple more weeks in, two and three. There's going to be some concern there. Uh, I'm I'm just Patrick Mahomes is just starting to put his team on his back more and more and more. And I think we see this again. I think it's going to be a heck of a primetime Sunday night game. I think the Chiefs win something like 37-36. The defense looks awful, but Patrick Mahomes, even against a much better Buffalo defense than the Chiefs have, just gets it done at the end at home. Um, I, I'm so excited for this game. It's rare that I get excited for non-Broncos games. Like I like every NFL game pretty much. Um, you know, I am, I always say I'm just like a simple, I'm a simpleton when it comes to NFL football, just put it in front of me. And I just like drool and watch (laughs) and just like drink beers. And I'm just like, yes, more. Um, so give give you Jaguars Bengals and you are all in. 100%. 100%. You give me anything on any night where, it, like, obviously if I have to choose Jags, Bengals, or Bills, Chiefs, I'm going to choose that one. But, like, if there's a, a Thursday night football game, Jags, Bengals, oh, baby. That's great <laughs> stuff. I mean, it well, was great stuff. It was actually a really fun good game. Tonight yeah. with, uh, with, with Seattle and the Rams. This Fantastic. But anyways, I'm super excited for this one. Like, I keep looking forward to Sunday, even though I have another um, – early a.m. flight to make it back for the tailgate but i'm just like oh man we go the tailgate of course the show the tailgate um then we get to watch the you know the broncos game it's gonna roll into a great sunday night football game should be an awesome day at the bar uh and it will be a cherry on top for all the fans at the bar when the bills beat the chiefs um and uh and do so handily do so handily Mm. um double digit win double digit win and then, guys, that'll be the the Chiefs will be on a two game losing streak at home. How about that? Pretty crazy. That place is gonna be rocking too. Mm-hmm. It will be. I mean, I'm I'm so and there, there's some great college games on Saturday. This is another just great week uh, in, in football. I think they're all great. The <laughs> simple man that I am. What is it? What if it's better than great? Is it amazing? Is it superb? Is it fantastic? I don't know. Like I just transcendent. This, there we go. This, this is a transcendent weekend. This summer was so lame for sports. 
that I think I just I feel like I just got sucked in to football like even deeper. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. I liked watching the Lightning win the Stanley Cup in July. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that feels like it was ten years ago. Um, <laughs> but I just feel like there was such uh, after that. Basically, there was just a yeah. epic sports drought. Even the Olympics were kind of lame. I don't even know why. Um, they just felt no lame. fans. Yeah, that's no probably, crowds. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the obscure sports, at least obscure to us in this country, part of what makes them watchable is seeing an, enth- an enthusiastic crowd, right? I mean, and part of what makes the Olympics interesting is seeing like uh, a gymnast parents in the stands and yes. reacting to that. And we didn't have any of that this year. I think a lot of that is why the Olympic ratings were way down. The only thing that like really got me going the whole Olympics was – the swimmer from Alaska and they had yeah. like the, the camera back home in Alaska on the whole thing. That was like the one moment that I even remember from the Olympics, to be honest. Um, anyways, all I, I just, my football addiction got worse over the summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and if, if you're like us and you want to get in on these games, go to DraftKings Sportsbook, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DN, DNVR when you sign up to get this incredible offer. If you're going to be putting action on the games, you might as well be doing it at DraftKings Sportsbook. And the reason is they're giving you an opportunity to win $100 in free bets. All you have to do is place $1 on any game this weekend. And if a point is scored, you get $100 in free bets, which you can use right away, guys. These free bets are so legit. Some companies make you have to bet those that, that free money uh, you know, 10 times over until you get it. Not a DraftKings Sportsbook. If you bet, if you get that money and you win, boom, it is yours right there. So make sure to head to over to the App Store now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook now. Bet $1 on any game this week, and you get $100 in free bets. We've been talking about all the games that are over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Those lines are up there right now. And our Broncos pick them that we'll have this weekend. We'll have some great props that we're going to be picking straight from DraftKings Sportsbook. So check them out now. Download the app and use that code DNVR when you sign up uh, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also want to tell you about our friends over at Solace Meds where you can create the super discount. It's a uh, proprietary discount just to Solace Meds and, and DNVR. What you do is you go down to any of their four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Broadway, one just east of the DNVR bar uh, on, on Colfax Ave. Uh, and you get in on their amazing October deals. This includes Dixie Gummies, 25% off, Solace Bars, 25% off, Solace Sticks, 25% off, Mile High Extractions, 25% off. You get the, the idea here. There's insane deals over at Solace Meds, and that's not the super discount, though. The super discount is when you go in there and you say, hey, part of the DNVR family, they hooked me up with that DNVR 20 code. Then they give you a discount on top of the discount that they already have. Oof. That creates the super discount. And then on top of that, they're like, man, just because we love you and you're part of the DNVR bar, we're also going to throw, or you're part of the DNVR family, we're also going to throw in a free sauce bar, King Cone of your choice. Uh, it's it's pretty great. And so check out our friends over at Solace Meds. You can get them online, S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. And also check out the American Raptors. That's your Colorado rugby team that is rebranded as the American Raptors. And it's a club combined of crossover athletes that just ended their first season at five and five. These are athletes that have made their names in other sports, track, football, you name it. And they're giving rugby a world, learning how to take their athletic talents and apply it to the game of rugby. And they're 
were they're they're playing and practicing, of course, over at Rugby Town USA in Glendale. And guess what? You can watch the American Raptors for free. You heard that right for free. Go to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. And if you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will stream all of the games from their website. Check it out. What's even better is our guy Colton Strickle has it all covered for you with the weekly DMVR Rugby podcast. You can follow him and our DMVR Rugby accounts to keep up with the latest news. And you can learn about rugby from Colton with the Rugby 101 podcast. He has exclusive interviews with the athletes and coaches with the American Raptors. And he even provides betting advice on rugby around the world. So check all that out at DMVR Rugby. All right, Mace, we're going to have to let you go so you can head over to practice. We will do that. Uh, But in the meantime, Zach and I are going to hop in to the comments from DNVR members. Of course, you can become a member over at thednvr.com, and we will read your questions here on the show, sometimes on the live, sometimes behind the live, but we'll always try to get to them and as many as we can. And, Zach, why don't you get us started? Let's hop in with Ohio Bronco Alex. He says, boys, I will be going to the Steelers game this weekend and the Browns game in a couple of weeks. I'm thinking about flying to Denver for a game because I have a friend that lives there. If I make it happen, I will be checking out the DNVR bar faux show. I believe that we will bounce back from the loss to Baltimore, and we needed that punch in the mouth. Heads up, we will bounce back and take care of the Steelers. I love it, Ryan. Love it, too. And you got to hit up our buddy, uh, I believe it was Alex, right, who's also – uh, an Ohio guy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we can start forming these communities across the country. Absolutely. Next one's from the chat. Gentlemen, I've become a big Teddy fan after seeing him perform so well in the first three weeks and like the steadiness he brought to the offense. However, after seeing this last week against Baltimore, it's given me some pause before fully getting on the Teddy train. After we scored the first touchdown, Baltimore marched down the field and scored. You could tell there was no stopping them on that drive. They were pissed off and motivated to punch back. I didn't see Teddy bring any of that energy to the offense. Do you think Teddy can get the offense to punch back when trailing? I'm nervous his steadiness may be limiting when things aren't going right. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe so, um, but we haven't seen it. So so to be fair, I, I understand where that skepticism is coming in. But also, Ryan, here's the thing is, I, I don't think you or I are all in on Teddy in terms of signing him up to a long-term deal now, and you don't have to be. That That's the great thing about this is uh, Teddy's price isn't going to change the that dramatically and I, I don't I don't even know if you'd want a contract now he probably wants to show himself even more so uh, I, I think it's fine to to not be all in on him but be happy about where he's at right now yeah you don't have to be all in and and I'll be honest I am very worried um, just about Teddy you know having the gumption to be able to bring the team back when they're trailing as we know if there's one damning stat against Teddy Bridgewater in his NFL career it's that he doesn't bring teams back he doesn't lead game-winning drives late in games that doesn't mean he can't do it this year but it means we are absolutely uh, justified wow that is a, that helicopter is very close to me um it means you're absolutely justified in having some pause uh in believing whether or not he can do that I will say he points out an interesting thing there though about how Broncos go up 7-0 and then just give the lead away right away. It goes into those things where you can give up 23 points and you and I can sit on the podcast after the game and be like, eh, it didn't feel good, though. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's yep. a perfect example. Broncos go up 7-0. They get a three and out right there. They could cause a turnover right there. Entirely different game. 
Yeah, but that that's not on Teddy, them marching down no, the field. No, 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 I get no. how what he's saying about responding. But, yeah, I mean, 23 unanswered points to finish a game is is a bad taste in your mouth. The next one from Von Miller's Chicken Farm. Howdy, gents. Really wanted Drew to pan out, but I've been turning the page to Teddy. Big if is if he is able to lead the team to a seventh seed berth, but special teams stays bad and the defense underwhelms in big games. What is a chance Peyton moves on from Vic regardless of record or playoffs? Thanks for the pot as always. Very slim. Very, very slim. Um, I know people are over Vic, uh, and they're starting to, you know, uh, plan his exit already, which is funny just because the team's at three and one. And I, un- I also understand it because three and one doesn't erase the last two seasons. It also doesn't erase some of the evidence that we've seen that he might not be the guy, but yeah, you, ha- you ha- at least have to give the guy a chance. If he takes the team to the playoffs, then he's the coach. Yeah, and it's crazy how a loss really exposes how people feel. People aren't obviously as high on Teddy, but people aren't out on Teddy. People aren't out on this defense. People aren't out on the Broncos running game. They're out on Vic. That's what this past week has certainly told us, Ryan. Yep, absolutely. From Orange and Blue for life. I know we play the Steelers this week, but I'm too excited for the Raiders game. Flying in that weekend and get to check out the bar for the first time. And, of course, I already got my bus and tailgate ticket. Here's to hoping they're coming into the game on a high after manhandling the Steelers. Cannot wait to see you there. Cannot wait to jump on the bus with you. Uh, It's going to be an absolute blast. And, yeah, you can go over to dnvrlocker.com right now, buy your bus and tailgate ticket before they sell out. Every week uh, so far, or I guess both weeks so far, the bus has sold out. So uh, Early, too, early in the week. If we sell out really quickly, then we might consider doing a second bus. But you don't miss out on your opportunity uh, to take the bus over because I'm of the belief it's the best possible game day experience you can have at a Broncos game. Without a doubt, there is no question about that. Can't wait to see you. Next one from Coach Tobin. He says, howdy from Texas. Safe to say we found a gem and replacement for Kareem in the future. And Caden Stearns, love his play, and his name is pretty cool too. Benjamin Albright had a cool tweet saying he needs to be on the field more. Old Fangio needs to find a way. The Pittsburgh game scares me. Early game out east, but I'm confident we will bounce back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's no doubt in the few opportunities Caden Stearns has had, he has absolutely earned every single snap that he's got. And what was interesting is Vic was asked, is he going to get a few more reps in the base defense? Vic just straight up said, no. Wow. Um, (laughs) Talk about not necessarily being open to getting your 11 best guys on the field, Ryan. Yes, exactly. And, you know, with all that dime talk, um, you could, I, I, I don't know. I guess that's not base. So, he would have to be. He would have to play in front of Justin or Kareem. Actually, I, I, I take back my reaction to that. Fix <laughs> right. Um, he's not taking any snaps away from those guys, unless you want to like take a snap away from Justin Sternad or something, uh, right. or you know, you know what I mean. That it just doesn't necessarily make sense. Um, it is an early game, isn't it, Zach? It is 11 a.m. Love that. That makes my yep. Sunday imagination even better. Um, oh, it makes that Sunday night game even yes, better. That's what I mean. There's a chance we can yep. be done with work by the time that kicks off. <laughs> yeah. 
please come hang out at the DNVR bar. That's going to be an awesome oh, day. Yes, yes, it is going to be so cool. Next one coming in from Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer. Super busy this week, so let me touch on the Ravens running a play for the record thing. While there won't be an asterisk next to the streak that it wasn't earned, like some fans say on social media, it is true and will always be true that Harbaugh's football coaching and Ravens players' football ability was not enough to go 44 games with 100 rushing yards. They kept this streak alive by breaking norms and taking advantage of opposing coaching and players in an unorthodox manner. It's not that what they did was breaking the rules or that being underhanded invalidates the achievement, but we all know this streak wasn't earned just by outplaying or outrunning the other team or by calling better plays, practicing harder, etc. It required norm-violating trickery for them to get it, and they can never change that. Really quick, I just disagree with you. I don't think anyone is going to look back in this record, period. But then if people do look back at this record, I don't think they're going to remember this at at all, really. I don't know if the record will ever be broken. Um, But I'm in between. Uh, The... uh, the choice of semantics in that comment were just a little too strong for me. Um, <laughs> like I and I, I think I've just I'm just over it at this point. But yes, I think that yeah. there's something to be said that it's not. It's a little bit invalid, but you can't. It doesn't matter. It's there. <laughs> Right, exactly. He goes on and says, Sertan was a little pedestrian that game. We'll see him grow, and hopefully he'll have a Trayvon Diggs-type year two. If you guys had to pick the seven worst starters to lose at one time, a.k.a. lose and hurt the team the most, who would they be? What about the seven best or least impactful starters to lose? Wondering how close those answers are to who we were down that game. Man, that's hard. Um, Seven worst starters to lose in a game. All right, let's do this. Um... Teddy Bridgewater's number one, in yep, my opinion. Without a doubt. Von uh, Miller, for me, would be two. Von Miller, yeah, it could be two. Garrett Bowles would be three, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Um, I would put oh man, do you do you go uh, I'll put Jerry in there because you want you the I, short to intermediate passing game is really important to this team. Yep, I was gonna go Jerry as well. Did, now, how do you do the cornerbacks? Because there's you know so many of them do you just go straight to safety do you not touch safety yeah i don't think any of the any of one cornerback is in the top seven worst starters to lose i also thanks to caden stearns don't necessarily feel like the safeties are in there but justin simmons to caden stearns or kareem jackson to caden stearns would create um a decent drop off i believe over the course of 60 minutes so uh i'll put actually both of those guys in there both of those guys, and then I think uh, I've got to end on the defensive line and go Shelby Harris. Yeah, so not that that many. Um, I guess the I mean, it, we're underplaying the the importance of Dalton Reisner in this. Um, just because, but that's because there was two guys out. So right. if you were able to just put Moody in for Reisner, it wouldn't have been as steep as a drop off. The fact that you lost both of those guys at the same time. Pretty much if you lose two guys of the same position group in any time, it's going to hurt things just like Jerry Judy and Kendall Hinton be, or sorry, and uh, KJ Hamler being out hurt them. And I was going to say another one, if you put Garibalds on there, you could put Bobby Massey as a guy where if you lose both of those guys, holy cow, that is not going to be good at all. Good question, though. Melbourne Bronco says, hi, guys. Not yet. Touch wood. Not a football-related post today. I just want to thank Mace for his tweet the other day about stroking by Clarence Carter. Memories of my old nightclubbing days flooded back, and I haven't heard that song in 20 years. I love it. Cheers. 
I have no idea what song we're talking about. And I can only imagine what it's about. Um, <laughs> from thick Shout fa- out to Manscaped. Yes. From Thick Fangio. <laughs> when people keep talking about replacing their curvy head coach, but you're too dummy thick. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> but on real note, I'm just, I'm just here lurking in the shadows. R.I.P. the count. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. the count. We love you. And man... <laughs> I love how you just ended that right yeah. there, but uh, we love we love hearing from you, Thick. Next one from Pig Tosser sixty six. He says, "Zach, great interview with the OG Pig Tosser. Reisner is a guy who makes me proud that I bleed orange and blue, and why I show him some love with my DNVR handle." Well, thank you for that, Pig Tosser, and yeah, Dalton truly is the best. He says, "But sorry, fellas, this comment isn't all, all, all going to be positive. You guys actually have me pretty upset. So you get me hooked on these good company sellers at the tailgate, and now I can't find them anywhere near me in Southern California." That's that's what I want to drink this Sunday, and I can't. I'm not happy about it. Damn, those things are freaking good. Send some this way, please. Pig Tosser, I think that just means you need to you need to come back out here. Just move back out to Colorado. It's, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, it's the only option. Um, but <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, you should be able to find some good companies around, I would assume. But Especially I, in Southern California. I assume you've checked the Breck Brew locator, you know, because you're, you've been watching this show for a long, been listening to this show for a long time, so... Uh, otherwise you'll just have to stock up next time you come out here, bring an extra suitcase, fly Southwest and, uh, just bring back a suitcase (laughs) full of good companies. You may be, you may be pushing the 50 pound limit. If you do that. It's true. It's true. I don't know. I feel like you could get a couple cases, three cases under 50 pounds. There you go. I mean, and you'll be out here. So you'll get your fix when you're here. Yeah, there we go. We've just built a plan for you. Pick tosser, maybe another tattoo as well. From Nuck, Maine. My boys, I'm officially part of the family. We got him. Truly got appreciate you guys. My workday mood is literally based on if you guys are dropping an episode. LOL. <laughs> Keep up the great word. So we drop an episode literally every Monday through Thursday. Uh, right. And then, of course, Sunday. Um, so in Friday, you can't have a bad mood on a Friday. So I feel like exactly. you, you're in a great mood every day. Anyways. So then what you're saying is Saturday is your worst day? That's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Because it can't be your worst day. But I was at the game last week and walked past the tailgate. You guys had it vibing, I see. Lastly, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. Sorry, Zach. You guys don't think our Broncos could use a quarterback like Daniels uh, or a DT like Jordan Davis? Anytime. Uh, again, thanks for everything, fellas. Nuck Main out. I wish you would have come to the tailgate and hung out for a little. Yeah, yeah. what are you doing, Nuck Main? Next was... time, you got to get in. Maybe he was beelining into the stadium a little, a little on the late side or something. Um, That's true. Count me absolutely 1,000 million percent out on JT Daniels and count me all the way in on Jordan Davis. Yeah, anyone on Georgia's defense, I am all about. Man, Kirby Smart has that group going nuts right now. And Ryan, a line that I love, two lines. I love Alabama to cover the spread this week, and I love Georgia to cover the spread this week. Georgia, what what are they? 18-point faves against Auburn or something? I think it's 14 and a half. Okay. All right. That's maybe it's because Auburn's ranked number 18. I had that number in my head. Maybe in, in Alabama is 17 and a half against two now, Texas A&M, or maybe it's flipped uh, oh, either God. way. I love both of them. Texas A&M is not that good. Uh, Texas. No, they are. No, they're going to get smoked. <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, shout out Nuckmain. Thanks for joining the family. We always appreciate the support. Blood orange and blue since 82. 
Y'all are truly amazing at what you do, and I appreciate you guys. As I watch this current Broncos team, I realize the importance of energy, confidence, and player-on-player accountability. Is it just me, or has it been years since we had a player holding other players accountable on the sidelines? To me, this team isn't lacking coaching. It's lacking leadership. I personally thought they have made Shelby Harris the captain. What say you? Who who was it uh, a couple years ago when uh, – I don't think it was Deontay Spencer. When someone dropped it, was it Aqib Tlaib? Just screaming at the Jordan, Jordan Norwood. Jordan Norwood, yeah. And wasn't it a keep? Yes, it was a keep. Is is that leadership there, Ryan? Holding your players kind of accountable? Not in that way. That was over <laughs> no. the top. No. Um, but but I, I totally know what you're saying, Blood Orange and Blue since eighty two. And and I'm I'm right there with you. Um and you know where this typically comes from it typically comes from the quarterback and as much of a leader as Teddy Bridgewater is right here you got to either be Peyton Manning level of good and have that amount of respect to come in here in the first four games and take that or you just got to be there a while and really build that up in order to be truly calling players out so that that's where the Broncos truly need it is at that quarterback position they've missed it since Peyton um could you imagine if you like fumbled your words on a, uh, an ad read and I just blasted you live on the show? <laughs> Zach, would, come uh, on, man! Would... <laughs> You're killing it for everyone. Fumbling them every more and more. <laughs> yeah. Pull you aside after the show. Say, hey, man, why, why didn't you prepare for that read a little? Bit? Right, right. Uh, next one is from Sir James. Says this is a special week for me. I lost my dad to. I'm sorry, I'm not even going to try to uh, um, pronounce that. I lost my dad to cancer in 2015. He was a diehard Steelers fan, and you best believe we would always go at it every time Denver and Pittsburgh played. The following Monday happens to be his birthday with this perfect storm. I was planning on getting a tattoo as tribute. My dad hated the Bumblebee throwbacks for the Steelers, and I was going to get his number 31 done in that style because it was just our humor. Uh, This brought up a conversation with a friend of mine about fandom. With him believing you can't call yourself a real fan if you have something from another team tattooed on you, I asked this in the Discord, but I wanted to get your guys' take on this because I think it's very inter- a very interesting question. Most of Bronco Land did not like Shane Ray and his Chiefs tattoo, but he couldn't control where he was drafted. Um, I, I don't think anyone can tell you uh, what it means to be a real fan. I think what it means to be a real fan um, is, is individual to every single fan. Um, as for me, my perspective on this specific situation – absolutely has no impact uh, on your Broncos fandom and how legitimate it is. And I think it'd actually be really cool. Maybe you could even um, think up a tattoo of like, I don't know, like a Broncos Steelers helmet, like clashing or something. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely your choice and it has zero impact on the legitimacy of your Broncos fandom. Broncos kind of had those bumblebee socks. Maybe that can be incorporated into that to get a mix <laughs> of uh, of of the two. And oh, a hundred percent, Ryan. I'm with you. I think I think that would be such a cool tattoo to get. Uh, and in terms of Shane Rape, man, that was just that was brutal. I would recommend every player who's going to get drafted just hold off on that hometown tattoo until uh, you know until you know you're not playing for a or really until you're either playing for them or your career's over. Is that as bad as it can possibly be? Like, I'm trying to think if there's, like, a worse thing. Um, like, obviously, Raiders would would be worse. But I'm thinking, like, even around the NFL, like, would people be more mad if it was a Ravens player with a Steelers tattoo? Or is it pretty comparable? Like, Shane Ray had just about as bad as it can get. 
Yeah, he had just about as bad as it can get. And the thing is, it wasn't like he had a piece of jewelry that he got. You know, there's photographs of high school and college with him wearing it. It's on his body. We saw it every time we were in the locker room. Yeah, it's it's, ac- <laughs> it's, it's actually wild seeing a Broncos play. Like, I, I didn't like the outrage over it. It's obviously just a... He was. He, he even said, like, it's not even about the Chiefs. It's just about Kansas City, like, what, what right. brought me up. And it even has the Sporting KC logo on there, too. Um, but it was just so ironic. So, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. I, I think that's a decent thing to say. Don't get another – if you're a prospect, an NFL prospect, don't get an NFL team tattooed on you until maybe you make it to one. Yeah, pretty safe. Maybe that should have been John Elway's, uh, you know, final thing that he didn't draft him was, ah, he's got this tattoo and uh, he's not going to get it removed. Brought, it brings up an interesting conversation that we don't have to go into today. It's always a good one for the offseason, but I still believe not a bust because you won a Super Bowl with him mm-hmm. and he contributed. Didn't get that second. Uh, didn't even get a fifth fifth uh, year option. That's uh, I don't, I the don't goal know if I of all there, Ryan. The- the goal of all moves is to help yourself win a championship. That move helped the Broncos win a championship. How about it? How about we extend it to did, could you have done it without him? Don't know. And then we'll I never, agree We with never you. will. Oh, that's true. That's true. I think you could have. <laughs> and last one coming in from T Wood 16. He says, I hope Drew leaves at the end of the year, gets a shot to start and absolutely balls out. I have the tinfoil hat on, but he never had a chance from the start to win this job. Vic's comments of his below average play was part of the reason what that really pissed me off. The offensive play calling was bad. The defensive play calling was bad too. This coaching staff seems too stubborn in their way to adapt to players' strengths and the new way of the game. I just don't get it. Anyways, thanks for the rant. I appreciate it. Man, Ryan, if Drew goes somewhere else and balls, and let's say Teddy just turns out to be an average guy, oh, we're just, we're going to be living in a world to suck for longer and longer. Uh, it, Yeah, I don't think that's going <laughs> to I don't know happen. if I can take that. I, I, I like cheering for Drew, but, oh, man. I would cheer for Drew. Um, I would Certainly, cheer for Drew. but it would be tough. The only thing that would make it, like, you couldn't cheer for him is like he if he went to the Raiders and started falling out and like was <laughs> yeah. just as good as Herbert or whatever and now you're and then, just, yeah the world is like and not only does forever. he look good but then John Gruden looks like this offensive mastermind and uh everything is terrible Mr. Orange saying Drew needs a dome I mean we I think he has one dome game in his career and it's the best game of his career so <laughs> you're on and to something the, probably the worst game of his career came in the snow so maybe you are on to something I mean, if they don't want to go, if the Lions don't want to draft a quarterback, getting Drew to sit behind Goff for, for a year or two would not be the worst thing. I take back what I said. Uh, at Raiders last year in a dome, potentially Drew's worst game ever. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now, Ryan, are you are you classifying the SoFi Stadium as a dome? Because obviously some drama about that this week. Yes, absolutely a dome. <laughs> It has open air in it, which I actually like in domes. Oh, I think but that's it's, so cool. Yeah, but it's it's still a dome. Yes, I, I would 100% agree. Yep. And uh, Jerry Judy didn't help him last year at that stadium. That was that game, huh? Yep, yep, five drops. I, uh, <laughs> I can't even believe that happened. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm happy we're beyond 2020 for many reasons, Ryan. Yes, it was... That was crazy, and I'm just sad that Jerry hasn't 
had much opportunity to go out there and prove that this year is going to be different. Um, but if you want this year to be different for you and your teeth, you got to hit up our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. They'll have you smiling, profiling, and uh, having a great time if you go down to Green Mountain Dental Group. And they'll also hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you, you when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam. So hit up our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. This has been a great show, a great week on the show. Of course, Zach and I will be with you just minutes after the game concludes on Sunday, uh, hopefully talking about a 4-1 Broncos team with a chance uh, to potentially uh, you know, take the lead in the AFC West the next week. Um, so a lot of exciting things going to be this weekend. Make sure you come down to the bar. I'm telling you, we're going to do that show. Then we're going to pop down into the bar, maybe get a tower of beer, hang out, watch Sunday Night Football, cheer against the Chiefs. It's going to be an absolute blast. So we'll see you guys this weekend. Tune in for the tailgate as well, uh, and we thank you guys for tuning in. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton, we stick to your lips. Now I know those lips ain't mine. They haven't been in a long, long time. So